0: Hello, and welcome back to Invent Anything. In this episode, we'll cover the IP scan, which can unlock the large hidden value in your company or team.
1: Inventions keep the world spinning. From fire in the wheel to today's high-tech, inventions power change. Turn your inventions into reality. Learn how to get your
0: ideas to market. This is Invent Anything with John Cronin. Today we'll cover six topics. The first topic is talking about the loose history of invention extraction. Generally, it's been an ad hoc process. Talk about some history there. In topic number two, we'll talk about the formalized extraction techniques that we've been working on for 25 years, which I know you'll find interesting. We call it the IP scan. In topic number three, we'll talk about strategies for using the IP scan, And also, what do you get out of it? What do you get from doing a formal IP extraction process? In topic number four, we'll talk about the difference between this IP extraction or IP scan technique and brainstorming, because they're very different. And topic number five, we'll do a word about how it's set up, how you do it, how you report it out, and what the benefits are. And then in topic number six, we'll talk about the future of this formalized extraction system because believe it or not, gonna to have tools like artificial intelligence and all the rest to come in and help us with this kind of extraction uh, process. And, and then we'll wrap up as usual. Now, in thinking about the audience here, there's certainly large companies, and if you really wanna have a best practice for IP extraction, this is for you, if you're an IP manager, or an R&D manager. On the other hand, if you're a small company, if you're an investor or a board person or a CEO, this podcast is for you because it creates almost instant value in the company when it's done. Uh, there is those in management that are uh, are driven by events, like they find out there's a copycat or they're raising money or they need to ensure freedom to operate. Uh, and so they need to get patents fast. So an IP extraction process is really important. For those in management or supervisory levels that may want to get a briefer on what an IP extraction is all about, certainly for you. As a technical person myself, I could tell you that uh, if you're a technical person, what this will do is to have you be able to see the invention in your daily work. You'll be very surprised. So this, this invention extraction would be for you as well. And for those who are starting their journey where you want to develop IP strategy, This formal IP extraction or IP skin, as we talk about, is the very beginning. It's the start of the journey. So this is John Cronin from Invent Anything. Coming up, you may be surprised that there's almost zero processes out there for IP extraction. And this is going across almost all companies I've ever interviewed. And that's thousands. You can learn here about the formal process that will give you almost immediate benefits.
1: You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles, and more. And you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode.
0: So let's get right into it. Let's get into topic number one, the loose history of extracting inventions, generally an ad hoc process. I can give you my personal background on this uh, because this is kind of where I got started. When I was at IBM for a number of years, I think about 18 in the first four or five years, I achieved over a hundred patents um, and I became the top inventor of the company. And I was asked by management, could I set up a program for IBM to essentially build up more inventions? And we created this, a process of sort of extraction of inventions in a formal way. It was very different than what we were doing. And because of that, we had extraordinary results. We went from about a thousand patents a year to 3,500 patents a year. And the Delta was this formalized extraction process. So having that history, that's kind of how I got started. And when I started my company 25 years ago, IP Capital, uh, this is where I started to start off with the extraction process. So I have some expertise. Um, You know, one of the things about uh, extraction of invention is we all know patent professionals, patent attorneys, patent agents, They'll extract inventions from you, but it's generally they're extracting the one or two ideas that they want to write up for a patent. This is very different than a formalized IP extraction process, which is going to extract many, many ideas. Sometimes patent professionals will try to do this. They'll try to make a list and they'll, they'll do it in an ad hoc way, like tell us your ideas or they might put the burden of understanding what an invention is to the technical team, uh, which is one of the problems because most technical people don't know what invention is. So it's very loose, very ad hoc. And the interesting part about all this is if you put the burden on the technical people, they actually don't know what invention is. They get confused. They think that everything is obvious. And, And that's really a legal question. So the worst thing we could do to formalize extraction of intellectual property is to have technical people be the judge of that because they just don't know what is patentable subject matter. And one of the things about extraction is it's more of a divergent exercise versus a convergent exercise. And what I mean by that is, you're trying to extract many ideas out versus kind of whittling down on the best idea. So it's a very different process. And from my experience with over 2000 companies, and I've worked with greater than 15% of the Fortune 500 companies, that there is generally no frameworks in place at all for someone to come in and do an IP extraction process. There's generally no committed resources at all. And it's not even related to simple Important processes in large companies like stage gate processes. So at the end of every gate, maybe you do an IP extraction. Now I've told you about my story at IBM and it was called the patent factory. And as I understand it, this was the first major place that a formalized extraction process was done and it achieved incredible results. Uh what's happened is that over time, large companies have developed what's called docketing systems, whereby The list of ideas that are in process for provisionals or patents are put into computer into a list. That's called a docking system. Some companies have online suggestion systems where you can get on the computer and sort of type up your potential idea. But this is an okay process for extraction. It's better than ad hoc, but it really doesn't get the fundamental issue of motivation of inventors because the motivation of inventors to tell you their inventions is really important. And the formalized IP extraction processes do that. Ad hoc, loose, it doesn't. And sometimes there's no motivation for extraction anyway, uh, unless there's an event, like all of a sudden there's an embarrassment where your competitor gets more patents than you or there's litigation or even worse, you lose some key players and they left with the IP in their head. So there's a lot of issues that might be event-driven. One of the things about formal extraction is the idea of quantity to get to the quality is totally missed. In other words, professional patent attorney, patent agent would never think of generating several hundred ideas with their team to find the best five or 10. They go the other way as more of a convergent to find the best ideas almost right off. And that's really difficult to do. Is your company ad hoc? If so, the next topic will help you. I think you'll find that the formalized extraction processes we're talking about are really very unique. And it ended up, this was so unique that In my company, when we do this, we call it the IP scan. It's a trademark process that we've used for years. But whether it's a formal extraction for you, learning about our IP scan, it's really all the same. It's a formalized process for extracting inventions. Let's jump to topic number two, the formalized extraction process of what we call the IP scan. Over the last 25 years, we've had tremendous results doing this. We do two or three of these a month. Each IP scan we do generates 100, 150, 200 ideas over three, four sessions of an hour and a half a piece. We'll tell you what happens with all that information later, but you know it is a formalized extraction process. Quantity is key. Like I said, 150 ideas would be normal over two to three, one and a half, two hour sessions. Why do we want quantity? Because of the adage uh, in creativity, which would say that great quality comes from great quantity. Who knows which is the best idea? Sometimes the smallest, littlest idea, which somebody might think obvious, might be the most important idea that you have. Many times I've talked about my IBM history, and when I was there in the 1960s, the most important patent IBM had, to my knowledge, was the cursor invention, which changed its shape based upon the function the computer was in, which was the claim. You know, the little blinking line on the monochrome screen that when you went to insert mode, it turned into a block. That was a patentable invention. Why was it most important? The jury could understand it, easy to understand, easy to reverse engineer, every computer needed it. In the formalized IP scan or formal IP extraction processes, there's generally two frameworks that are used. One is you have to have a starting framework of what the technologies and the product buckets are in order to do a formal scan. You have to have kind of a roadmap there. But there is another framework we'll talk about, which is a thinking framework, thinking framework, and we'll talk a lot about what that is uh, because the combination of a product tech framework and an IP scan framework comes together to get that quantity out. One of the things that's really important about the IP scan process is prior art and discussions about obvious are not allowed. You start doing that in these sessions, you'll crimp the sessions down, you'll get into the discussion of what is a quality idea before you even have the ideas out. So quality comes from the analysis of the IP scan, which comes from the quantity of ideas that you have. One of the things is you get a lot of different outputs in a formalized IP extraction process. You've got, you find lost IP, you find new potential patents, you find new and old uh, areas for enable publications. And you can learn about those in episode 12. You find out about trade secrets. You find out areas that need invention that you don't have. You may even find out of employee issues. You never recognize that an employee knew some of the things that they knew, and and maybe they'll be given their notice. You know, there's a number of benefits to a formalized IP extraction process. It's really useful for aggregating inventions into groups so that you can group them together before you do a patent filing. Instead of patenting one one invention, six months later patenting another, nine months later patenting a third, if you did the IP scan, you'd have it all together and you'd be able to group them and maybe come up with one patent for all those three. And so it becomes cost-effective, very cost-effective. A second benefit is, and I have found this, it, it enlightens management uh, because they get an understanding of what's going on with their technical team. What IP do they own potentially? Many times management doesn't know what their teams are actually working on. I once did a set of IP scans for a client, CTO of a company, he was, just became a CTO. So we did an IP scan. And then we did a second one and a third one. He came back and said, you know, This was all great, but the most important thing for him is he was able to sit back over a couple of sessions and learn about the technology in his company to a level that he would have never gotten, would have taken years. One of the things, another benefit is uh, that it starts the IP culture. You see, as you start extracting inventions from people in a session, they start to understand what invention is, because later on they'll see that their ideas that they didn't think were patentable or trade secrets became patentable or trade secrets. One of the neat things about a formalized IP extraction process is these ideas end up in a database, and it's really capturing human capital inventory. And that's the very beginning of your IP strategy. It's the very beginning of your docking system. It's the very beginning of your IP journey. And this system, this database can grow over the years. I had one company where we did this and had several hundred inventions in their database. They decided every Friday of the, of the uh, at the end of the month they would get this database up and get the team together and put into it. At some point, they had 800, 900 ideas in their invention inventory. And I was told later that they used this invention list to convince investors, and they believe they got about $10 million more in an M&A because of this list. So this could be a lot of economic value. Certainly one of the great things about having a database of all your potential uh, inventions is that you can actually create a budget from it. You, you can literally understand what's in your pipeline. Uh, sometimes these patent budgets are open-ended and all of a sudden the, the check, the bills go up and management gets sort of frustrated. One of the key things and a great benefit of an IP scan process or extraction process is it's really great for an IP strategy because you'll see all the inventions you have, which are potential trade secrets or enable publications or patents or whatever. You know, you could roll your own process if you want, meaning you could from this podcast say, we're going to do it. We, we're going, and and I believe me, I would love you to try, uh, and that's the reason for the podcast. But you may find enrolling your own it takes time. There'll be from a lot of false starts. There might be personnel issues, and and so sometimes it's best to kind of learn through at least having it done once. You know how the process works. So come on, believe it or not, there are many reasons to do a formal uh, extraction process, and there's many results to come mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, You've got to learn the difference between a formalized invention extraction process and brainstorming, because we have found that so many people mix these things up and they should not be in the same room. They're like oil and water.
1: Very good. I wrote a couple. You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles and more, and you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode.
0: So let's go to topic number three, strategies for using in from doing a formal IP extraction process. So let's just talk about strategies for using it. One thing is, when you start thinking about patent filings, you know, you know, you probably would be best thinking about a formal extraction process. I mean, what do you really have, right? I mean, you're just going to identify inventions to tell a patent attorney? Wouldn't it be better to do a formal extraction? A second thing is a lot of times you might be worried about who knows what in the company, right? You might be worried about maybe some employees that know a lot of IP in your company and you haven't extracted it yet. This happens a lot for early stage companies and also for large companies where people do not write up inventions enough and then they leave and you don't know what they have in their heads. So a formalized IP extraction process really helps with that. A third thing is, you know, you're developing products and services. Uh, Having an IP extraction process is really important because it will help you figure out what inventions are in your products and your services. Knowing that ahead of time is great because you can put together a filing strategy by knowing in advance what inventions you're going to have in your product and your service versus sending your product out the door and then recognizing that you have to to get you know your patents in place. A fourth reason for using a formal extraction process is you might want to see the value in your company that you don't know of. Many many times when we do these IP extractions or IP scans, the company just can't believe some of the inventions that they own because there's never been a focus on it. So when you focus on it with real professionals that know how to how to do these formal extractions, then you'll see some real value. A fifth thing for using formal extraction is you might have an event. Uh, I've been on many boards, public and private, I've chaired public boards, uh, private boards. uh, And as a board member with that hat on, I'm always surprised to learn about what's going on in the company, the new technologies and the new product developments. So there could be an event like a board or a manager basically says, we need to figure out what our inventions are. Maybe your customers don't understand the value of what you're developing. So doing an IP extraction is really useful because you can start touting what inventions that you have in your products. You might not even understand your own value. So wouldn't it be great to get an understanding of how many inventions? I mean, honestly, supposing you had 150 to 200 inventions in in an extraction session where you had 35 to 40 patents. Would that change your mind about the value of your company? Uh, What happens if there's a copycat out there? that's a dangerous thing. So it's first to the patent office, right? So wouldn't it make sense to have a formal IP extraction process? Let's look at the other side. Let's look at what happens once you do it. Well, once you do it from a formal extraction, you're getting your IP house in order, right? It'll give you better filings because you can group more together. It gives you a lock on what are the trade secrets. It helps you learn about what the IP from your employee's point of view, what are they actually working on? And it's the best way to start off your IP strategy. Another result of these IP scans, and I can't say this enough, is this will strengthen your non-disclosure agreements with your suppliers, competitors, and contractors. What do I mean by that? Well, look at the NDA. It basically says when you're going to talk to somebody about something confidential, you're going to say that some of the stuff that you have is intellectual property that's proprietary, right? If you don't have a list before you go into those meetings of what your inventions are, you're doing your NDA a disservice because you're just talking about stuff, you may be divulging stuff, and never get back to the point that you've captured it as a formal invention that you own. I can tell you so many stories that a formalized IP extraction has helped because they had the list of inventions before they talked to the partner, before they talked to the customer, the customer claims that they had invented it uh, six months after, and you can show them the IP scan list and say, no, we're sorry, we did that 16 months ago. One of the things is that doing a really good formal IP extraction is extremely useful for a joint venture. You know, what to do before, what to do during, and what to do after the joint venture. This IP scan is an ace in the hole where you're constantly understanding your inventions versus the partner's inventions. One of the great results of doing a formal IP extraction is it impresses management. Like I said, you go back to management and say, you know, we did this IP extraction sessions and we have like 25 uh, patents to file. And we have eight trade secrets that we didn't know of. That's really cool, right? And many times it helps with all sorts of things like funding or credibility. Uh, so this idea of impressing people with this result, even at an idealist list level from the IP extraction is important. And finally, one of the things that comes out of doing a formal extraction process is that you actually find white spaces. You find areas of concern in your R&D. A lot of times we'll come up with, look at these are all your ideas on various product components, and the R&D manager will say, well, were the ideas on this other product component? And it turns out that very few people had ideas on that, meaning that they weren't thinking about that product component in an innovative way, meaning that that's a white space. So there's so many uses for this IP extraction process. We could go on for this, but let me go on to topic number four the difference between brainstorming and IP extraction. I mentioned before, this is like, if you try to do these together, it's like putting oil and water together. They certainly do not mix. I can tell you that, and I'll, I'll give you four or five instances between an IP scan or extraction process and brainstorming. An IP scan is really more of a formal extraction and it's done on ideas today and in the past. In a brainstorming session, it's done on today and in the future. You see, IP scans are not about projecting the future. An IP scan is to extract ideas that you've already had in your head. Where in brainstorming, which we call invention on demand, is to create ideas that are not yet in your head. So why do we separate these? Why don't we just do it all in one session, right? Well, the thinking questions that you ask are very different. And and we'll talk about that. In an IP scan or formal extraction process, It's about systematically going to each product and technology component and discussing it in detail and capturing that conversation. Whereas in a brainstorming session, you wanna talk about new products and new technologies. So you can't do those two things at the same time. And you'd confuse people by jumping back and forth. In an IP scan or formal extraction process, you ask questions like how, and how, and how, how does this work, and how does that work, work, and how does this work, and how does that work? In a brainstorming session, totally different thinking axes. You talk about if, could it be, kind of how do you improve things? Very different language. In an IP scan of form extraction, you actually have these structured formats of products and technology frameworks, where in the brainstorming, you're using creativity tools. Very different. And finally, in an IP scan of form extraction process, it's laborious, it's tedious. I could tell you, I've done thousands of these. It's a sobering thing. You're literally going through each technology or product element in a lot of detail, trying to get it on the record to extract the inventions out. Brainstorming, on the other hand, it's fun. It's cool. You have wild ideas. It's hitchhiking. It's possibility thinking. It's so totally different. So coming up, you might be surprised about what it takes to do your own formal IP extractions, what it takes, and knowing what to do you may be surprised that the reporting of the results is an art form and almost absolutely different than the IP scan session itself. And that's an important distinction. And also you'll find out coming up is the formal IP extractions in the future might even start using artificial intelligence.
1: You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles, and more. And you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode.
0: So let's jump to topic number five, shall we? A word about setting an IP scan or an IP form extraction up, doing it, and reporting out the results. And hopefully you get down the path of creating your own IP extraction sessions. So one of the most important things about an IP scan or form extraction process is facilitation. It's the absolute key. I mean, could you imagine someone trying to facilitate an IP extraction where someone starts talking about their ideas and the facilitator says, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) By the way, I've seen this. So uh, that facilitator art is really important here. So a trained facilitator is really important. And that's an extremely strong recommendation. Uh, I once had a a client in Boston where we did uh, some IP extractions and they loved the results so much, they said they were going to hold their own. Uh, I said, well, I mean, m- m- hold on. I mean, maybe I could spend some time. No, no, no. We we, we know how to we know how to do it now. We watched you. Uh, I got a call about two weeks later. And he said, uh, John, we have to tell you, this is pretty serious. We ended up having fights in the room. I mean, physical fights, because we tried to do this ourselves. We started talking about this. And one guy said that was a stupid idea. And the next thing I said, it, it just got totally out of hand. Um, So people don't want to do these IP scans anymore. (laughs) So you can see that the facilitator training is really important here. But once you get past that, I mean, you get to the point where uh, you have to develop the frameworks. As I mentioned, somebody has to do the legwork ahead of time. What is the technologies and product components you're going to talk about? And then you have to have this sort of how, 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 value chain, time sliding, uh, thinking framework. What I mean by time sliding, it's just another part of the IP scan process or extraction, where you talk to a person about what they're working on now, and time slide it back. What were you working on six months ago? Time slide it back again. What were you working on a year ago? So you can see the questions you ask determines the answers you get, right? So a good facilitator will ask the right questions to get the right answers. Again, searching for quantity. Uh, The facilitator should have sound grounding on the many types of IP. I mean, sort of think about it. It's composition of matter inventions. There are method inventions, there are apparatus inventions, there are business model inventions, there are kit inventions. There's all sorts of IP types. So the facilitator is just more than a conversationalist, believe me. And he's much more or she's more than just a good guy or good gal. They have to know what they're doing because this is an IP extraction process. We have found many formal IP extraction processes are best done without the legal mind in the room. Hey, I'm not saying the patent attorneys and patent agents aren't important here but not not saying that at all. It's just, it's a different thinking style. It's better to do the formalized IP extraction without the legal mind present because you don't want to get into these discussions of obviousness and, and uh, uh, prior art, of which they're experts have, by the way. You want to do that after you develop all the ideas and you filter them. Once the initial extraction is done, be expecting a solid three to four weeks of post-processing the information. What? Yeah, three to four weeks of really hard work to go through all the digital recordings to extract every nook and cranny of inventions out. This, the set of ideas just doesn't come out through the conversation, believe me. We've, we've trained facilitators and, and post-process people for years to do this. Uh, I won't let somebody do this to pr- go to a client unless they've done it for at least two or three years. So there's a lot of training involved here, which is why you know sometimes having professionals do it help because it'll save you some time and money. One of the things is, imagine you have all these ideas in a database now, and all the, each idea is in a row, and the columns are different criteria, title and abstract and things like that. So there's some basic criteria, like is this a patent or a trade secret or publication, and which product technology component it is. But there's also other criteria, which is important decision-making criteria. Uh, things like, what's the bar date, a patent bar date? Because if it's greater than a year, uh, you won't be able to follow the invention because you've gotten the benefit of it. Uh, there's categories like priority and importance to the business. And there's even unique criteria, like will this invention help with the copycat or will this invention be licensable? So we can see by generating a database of ideas and setting up cre- correctly, and then setting up the post-process criteria correctly, you can have an enormous rich output in this IP extraction. The output report level here uh, is much more than the detailed database. It's analysis and charts and graphs. Now is the time to bring in the legal thinking. It has unique observations of what you could do in the business to leverage management's directions. It has insights and recommendations. So you can start to see this IP extraction is much more than just collecting it all. It's much more than putting it into a database. It's much more than having charts and graphs. It's all about what do you do with this information? And so this is where experience helps. Eventually, action has to be taken, which means money has to be spent which means that you have to start thinking about, do I need a trade secret program? Should I start writing enable publications? Also, you'll lose credibility. You will totally lose credibility if you do an IP extraction process with your team and don't come back with the results. This is a number one problem with facilitation of IP extractions or in an ad hoc way or in brainstorming. You hold the session and nobody reports on the results. So there has to be this rigor, this absolute vicious attitude to get the report out. And once the IP scan or form extraction is reported out, it's very easy to update. I mean, the heavy lifting is done six months from now. Updating this is much easier. Uh, and then you're on your way to your own patent factory. This formal extraction is a lot of work, but it's also important. It's a lot of work with the right facilitator. So having the right facilitator, knowing it's going to be a lot of work, you need to get ready for your formal IP extraction. Let's go to last topic the future of formalized IP extraction. I told you about the IBM story, right? The IBM patent factory. It was one of the first times that like, a discipline had occurred where we went to every single department uh, across the entire technical teams of IBM, where we generated thousands and thousands and thousands of ideas to select the extra thousand, two thousand ideas a year to, to file patents. It took a dedicated team and a lot of discipline. Well, what does that mean in the future? Maybe more and more companies will have dedicated teams to do this. And that's just the first step. If you're a large company, the IP scans can add almost directly to any business like StageGate. It could add to other processes with IP counsel. An IP scan process could link to an R&D or marketing process. So that's what we've seen. So in the future, if you start doing formal extraction, expect to start connecting it to other processes. But small companies don't have these processes. But here what happens is the IP scans can demonstrate tremendous economic leverage, but investors need to see the value in the IP or, or, or the results of the IP scan will be lost. And so hopefully in the future, IP scans become something that's done by all small companies to show their value. There are various workflow tools today, like Teams, Slack, et cetera. And these IP scan processes can be seamlessly built. And we've actually done this. We've taken some clients where we took Microsoft Teams and created a card system. So during a conversation thread, uh, we have a a, a pop-up that starts asking about invention. So right there in your workflow, you're extracting out inventions. There's automated AI chat facilitators. We built one called Opus. It's really cool. The computer calls you up. It starts asking you about your ideas. It uses all sorts of questions and it's documenting your ideas. It even shows the prior art after it's done. I mean, it's really cool. So maybe the facilitator in the future becomes a computer. Opus and tools like that are asking the inventors the questions and helping them capturing ideas. And these tools are going to get more sophisticated using sort of real-time educated prompting. What we found here is that there are some tools that are in development where AI can actually just read the emails of technical people. So on a daily basis, how many emails fly back and forth, how many presentations get built, so there's AI agents that can look at the emails, can read the Word documents, can read the PowerPoints, and extract invention. That's where we're headed. It's not there yet, which is why still the formal extraction processes is important. Did you know that the Patent yeah. Office today is creating AI examination tools? Recently, I think uh, several months ago, this is 2022, uh, November, but in February, March 2022, there was an RFI by the Patent Office, where they're trying to... Uh, Develop software where AI will do the examination process instead of a patent examiner. And they're going to run them neck and neck, a human versus AI. And eventually they're going to create uh, you know laws around what an AI agent can do for examination. So if we can have AI agents to do <laughs> patent examinations, we certainly can have AI agents doing IP scans. One of the things about these IP scans is that it educates the inventor so much. Uh, I can't tell you how powerful this is and how how fun it is for me to do these. Uh, I could tell you stories of walking into a company where they didn't think they had any inventions and and the team was kind of just motivated by getting the work done. We'd come in and do these IP scans and someone would end up with 10 or 15 patents to the name afterwards. I've gotten personal phone calls uh, thanking uh, our company for doing this because somebody recognized they became an inventor, that they were an inventor. They just didn't know it. And that's really important. I can tell you a story back even in IBM, where we had an inventor building a microprocessor, designing one. And after two or three extraction sessions, this individual got over 100 patents filed within nine months. So the stories like this are endless. If you, if you are an inventor, the IP scan process can extract that out from you and get your inventions documented. It's tremendous. Getting it down on paper is one thing, moving from an ad hoc process to to a more formalized process, a whole nother thing. Wouldn't it make sense for you to try an IP extraction process? So let's lock up and talk about why the IP scan unlocks the large hidden value in your company or team. In topic number one, we talked about the loose history of extracting inventions and it's generally ad hoc, right? We talked about the difference between, you know, this sort of easy kind of conversational thing versus a formal extraction process. We talked about how the ad hoc process is usually tried in an ad hoc way. It sometimes has negative results, right? Talking about prior art or obviousness. These IP scans that are done ad hoc way don't focus on key results like quantity. These ad hoc IP scans end up, you know, many times not even being reported out. So that loose history of IP extraction can really turn around. It can change to have a more formalized extraction. In topic number two, that's exactly what we talked about. A formalized extraction process called the IP scan. Uh, We discussed the frameworks that we've been using for 25 years, breaking things down into technology and product components. We also talked about the traps of obviousness and things like that that you shouldn't fall into. We discussed the many benefits of the formalized IP extraction process, its cost effectiveness, how it educates and changes the culture to create inventors and let them know that they're inventors. It helps with budgeting and all those things. And topic number three. We talked about strategies for using and also the results of doing an IP extraction. There's all sorts of things that might drive the IP scan process that we talked about. Employees leaving, IP strategy, unlocking the value of what you're working on. We discussed the results of the formal extraction process, getting your IP house in order, fortifying your NDAs, impacting your JVs, impressing your stakeholders, even finding white spaces. In topic number four, we talked about the difference between brainstorming and an IP extraction. We hope this is clear. The language is different. The IP extraction is done today and in the past, the brainstorming is done today and in the future. Instead of using how, how, how language in the IP scan, we use what if thinking, possibility thinking in the brainstorming. We talked about the tediousness of an IP scan and how fun it is to do brainstorming. In topic number five, we talked about a word about setting up doing and reporting out your own IP extraction process. We discussed how important the trained facilitator is. We discussed how knowing the thinking frameworks of why, how, value chain, time slide, and things like that. We discussed how the post-processing is so essential, how the key analysis uh, of both the technical and legal uh, information is important. We discussed how this is portrayed to management. And we also talked about all sorts of ways that this could be analyzed. We even talked about once this is all set up, it's very straightforward to update, maybe every six months. And finally, in topic number six, we talked about the future of formalized IP extractions. Certainly, we talked about this beginning in the IBM patent factory, and that actually started in 1991, uh, 92. Um, but that move for other companies, but these uh, to do stuff like this, but very many don't. We talked about why large companies see this as uh, a, a good process to, in, to inform legal and R&D, whereas in small companies, it's more about creating economic leverage. We discussed AI tools like Opus and the trend towards the patent office, uh, started to do AI for examination and talking about how in the future, these IP extraction tools can be integrated into workflow tools like Teams or Slack. And we also discuss the fundamental part of this, which is to sort of let the technical people know how inventive they are, to so let them know they're inventors. So I've hoped you liked this discussion about IP extraction, formal extraction and IP scans and how it can unlock the hidden value in your company. And if you like this, please subscribe. And remember, join our blog, Invent Anything, and listen to our new series, Inventors at Work.